Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Rock For Him podcast. I'm Jeremy, your host, going solo tonight with the one, the only, Mark Speck of the band Sweet Crystal. How's it going, Mark? It's excellent, Jeremy. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I haven't seen you for a while, maybe yeah, it's been, last it's year. Been since last summer, yeah. Right. Man, That's we've right. been busy. So- that's we've been real busy and i know you've been doing a lot over at rock for him so uh, thank you for taking the time to even talk to me about uh, the guys and what we do i appreciate it oh man this has been a long time coming we've wanted to have you guys on the podcast for a while so tell us a little bit about yourself and the band and what you do and and that kind of stuff i appreciate that well the name of the band of course is sweet crystal myself on uh, lead vocals and keyboards bill bladder is the guitar player steve weezer the drummer the three of us have been together next year will be our 50th year together five decades of the same three guys fourth member of the band of course is marty kukar on bass guitar he's been with us a little over five years now we went through 12 different bass players before we found him over the many decades and Marty's uh, apparently we passed his audition, so now he's a permanent member of the band. So it works out really well for us. If you don't know anything about the band, we are a 26-time Detroit Music Award-winning gospel Christian band uh, for all their different categories that they put out for songwriting and performance and uh, instrumentation and vocals and recordings. It's all we feel very blessed. And I think it's because of the longevity of the band that people have come to know us and hopefully like what we do, the music and the message, of course, which is all based around the gospel these days. It just gives us a more of a mission and a ministry than just being a band going out to play. Awesome. Now, I know you have another band, too, uh, Secondhand Mojo, right? Well, that's a that's another project of my own. I actually... Um, play keyboards for secondhand mojo which is more of a midwest classic rock band a great bunch of guys all, all good christian guys it's just not a christian band per se but if you want to know about a christian band that we're involved with we also play uh steve bill and i play for david winans of the winans family which is probably the biggest gospel family musicians in detroit David is more of a progressive rock musician, which is very interesting, but he he brings his faith and the, the, the message of the gospel to his music. And Steve, Bill and I recently Friday night, just uh, last Friday, played with him over at the Cadu Cafe in Detroit as part of his group, which is called David Winans Pie, P.I. So if you want to see a whole different side of, of Christian music, go to his website. But you also see Steve, Bill and I right there alongside of him doing exactly what we do. So nice. you know, we try to keep busy. You know, as long as it's spreading the word and doing doing some good for the for the kingdom, we feel pretty good to be involved with all those. Absolutely. So one of the things we like to do here on the podcast is we like to hear your testimony, how you became a Christian. So we've got time for that, huh? All right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I can I can really only speak for myself. The rest of the guys have their own stories. Uh, mine is. A little unique the band started back in 1974 and we were not a christian band we were basically young kids right out of high school looking to be rock stars and so we took that path for six or seven years opening for people like bob seeger steppenwolf Foghat, nazareth all those type of bands doing big arenas just thinking that was the lifestyle but god had other plans especially for me 
Uh, along the way in 1978, I met uh, the girl who was going to become my wife two years later, Jan, and she, of course, had always been very attached to heaven and knew a lot more truth than I did. Uh, so we started dating and she told me at the, we met one night and the next day she went to a church that was open on her campus and just kind of turned me over to God. She just said, I think this is the guy I was meant to be with, but I, I know that there has to be some changes in his life if this is going to work. So this chapter, long story short, I used to go over and while we're waiting to get ready to go out on a date, I would read some of the books that she had at her apartment. And one of them was called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And if you've never read it, it's a very biblically based, assertive book to make you feel better about yourself, how to overcome obstacles, that kind of those kind of topics. And I was very curious to see if what he was basing his philosophies and book on were true. So I picked up the Bible because I wanted to check his references and I had never been a Bible reader. So here I am reading the Bible and, you know, within a couple of months of reading it, I got convicted. I just realized, wow, what was wrong with my life? And Jan and I started going to like a, a Christian outreach ministry over in Mount Clemens and I got born again. And so right away, you just think that's the end of the story. Everything's good. But if you've ever been down that road, if you're a new Christian, then as soon as you become a member of the kingdom born again, you will be attacked, if not by people around you, but then by that entity that we're not going to even give them a name, but everybody knows who it is. And I was immediately attacked. As a matter of fact, I was beginning to have trouble singing, even though we were playing for five, six, seven nights a week, five sets a night for almost 10 years. I mean, we made a living at it at Sweet Crystal. Um, all of a sudden, I started having a hard time with my voice, went to the uh, a voice doctor, a laryngologist, and they discovered I had a hole in one of my vocal cords. They called it a congenital cyst. And the more I sang through it, the bigger it got and the harder it got to sing. So the doctor, you know, meaning all good things, said he could go in with new laser treatment that had just come out and sculpt a new edge to one of my vocal cords. I said, well, that sounds pretty cool if I can get rid of this hoarseness keep singing, let's do that. So he did it six weeks after the operation. I still had very little voice, could hardly talk, and went back for a checkup. And I asked him, I said, well, when can I start singing again? And he looked at me and he goes, what do you mean singing? I go, that's what I do. I told you I was the lead singer of a band. And he said, I thought you said you were the leader of a band, not the lead singer of a band. He said, I never would have done this surgery if I know you needed your voice for your occupation. And so that was devastating news to me and my wife and i went back to our apartment uh got down on our knees and i just said lord what just happened here you know i turned my life over to you and all of a sudden this this is what i get and i didn't really understand what was going on next long story short we just took it to prayer i did the rehab within the next year i actually won a vocal competition out of a contest out of nashville got written up in a medical journal the doctor did for the operation there were no scar tissue there was no scar tissue it was a brand new edge there was no indication anything had ever been there and so he got the accolades i got my voice back and i told the guys in the band i'm not i'm done singing queen and aerosmith and all the stuff we were doing we're just going to sing songs that we write for the lord some of the guys in the band left Stephen bill god bless him said ah we're right with you with that and here we are 40 some years later still doing what we're doing exactly for god so that's how i became a christian and that's my testimony i 
I know there are miracles, and I know that there, that God has got you in the palm of his hand. It's just our path. We don't always know what it is. I certainly didn't expect this, but here I am some almost five decades later, still going strong. So God bless all of Amen. us for that. Amen. So who are your guys' influences? Well, when we started out, uh, the 70s, Pink Floyd, any of the bands from England were huge influences. Our, people like uh, Uriah Heep, yes, Pink Floyd, Emerson, Lake and Palmer, all of those kind of progressive rock bands, because we had a keyboard player, me, uh, we were able to emulate a lot of that music. Uh, American bands then began to come along, such as Kansas, uh, Journey, Styx. A lot, we took a lot of those influences into our writing, but we still were pretty much true to our own form. We started out writing seven to 13 minute rock operas because that's what we were listening to luckily along the way we had some really good mentors within the industry who taught us how to write three and four minute songs which still can be long in some people's minds but we were able to to focus and so that helped a lot nowadays we listen i've listened to everybody from queens to neil morse and spock's beard are huge influences on who we listen to everybody of course has their own uh influences but that's somebody that i listen to all the time and i find a lot of times the chord progressions and that progressive production style comes through in, in what we do with with our music awesome so where have you guys all played i i know you guys come up to flint quite a bit and play and, and yeah we, michigan of course is our home i don't think there's any city we haven't played in seeing as we've been doing it for so long we've been as far north up in Canada that we passed the Arctic watershed line on one tour, which means all the water runs to the Arctic Ocean. That's how far north we were. Played a uh, place up there that uh, called Campus Casing, which was basically a French-speaking town at the time. So it was an interesting experience. We went out, played out in Toronto quite a bit. Windsor, we did a lot of Canadian tours in the 70s and the 80s, all through Michigan, of course, the UP. And then we've gone over to Illinois, down to Ohio. and. As far south as uh, South Carolina is about as far south, I think, as a band has traveled to play shows. Doing the Christian circuit, we, we do a lot more festivals now than clubs, but we don't have a problem playing clubs. We, we're very easy to listen to by all sorts of audiences, both sacred and secular. We don't hide our love for God and our lyrics, of course, extol the virtues of Christ and what, but most of our songs are about the past that we've taken the problems we've had and the solutions we've found we find that resonates really well with pretty much everybody because no matter what somebody is going through in their personal life chances are somebody in the band has already gone through it and i think we have a solution a light for every tunnel that people are going through and i think that opens a lot of doors for us then to be more personal and talk one-on-one -on -one with people once we're off the stage but i think we're pretty we're pretty blatant in what we believe. We don't beat you over the head with, you know, the phrase Jesus saves and you're going to go to hell if you don't believe. But I think we are pretty blatant in the fact that our love of Christ has kept us going and you're all invited to come along. I, I, I would agree. Seeing you guys so many times, you can just tell the, the love you have for God, all of you. It, it comes, it definitely comes through. Well, that's good to know. You know, that's good to know because you never know. You, you never know if you're actually reaching people or you're just out there shouting at the wind, but it, you know, and it's very cliche when people say, well, if you just reach one person, but that's true. 
that it's one person is the one person who may be needing exactly what you have at that moment. So never, as a Christian artist, never poo-poo the idea of one person being reached because that person is, God puts everybody in your path, good and bad. Sometimes the bad people are put there to refine and define you. But other times the people are put there, good people are, are there to help build you up. So realize you either trust God in everything or you don't trust him at all. You trust him in the little things in your life and you trust him in the really big decisions of what you're doing. So it's, it really is all or nothing, but it's hard. We're just people, you know, you, you, you fall off the stool occasionally and somebody has got to pick you up and put you back there. But God has, has never left you. Absolutely. So is there a special venue you guys like are always excited to play or, or, well, this, this might sound, Hard to believe for other Christian acts, but there's a club here in town. A, a man by the name of John Anton owns a club called the Token Lounge, and it's it's one of the few places still in Detroit on the West Side that are bringing in national acts on a regular basis. Well, the club started back in the late '70s, and we were one of the first bands to play it back then. And we saw it when it was just a little hole in the wall, and we were going there at the end of this month. And it's just fun to have seen how much it's evolved. John is a, is a wonderful Christian man, and he has just kept the scene alive in Detroit almost single-handedly. There are a few other nice places to play. The east side, there's a place called the Emerald Theater, a real, real nice venue out there. We just played up in, um, was it Bay City? Was it the West Town Theater? First oh, yeah. time we've ever been up there. And we love that club. What a, it, It's pretty tough to load in through the little alley in the back. That was a tough and it was a little wet. So you had to watch your step, but the club itself inside and, and the gentleman who was running the sound was just stellar. So I really hope we can come back there. We used to play the whole, what is that? Tri-city area, Midland, Saginaw, Bay City, yep. all through the eighties. And we really had a lot of clubs we played up there then. And as, then we just kind of fell away from the club scene for about a decade where we were doing soundtracks and TV shows and commercials and, kind of got out of the live performances because most of the bands that were playing at that point weren't bands. It was more disco and canned music and, and DJs. And so we just went in, built our first studio and just kept going, making music. And wasn't until late, the late nineties into the two thousand that we were asked to come back out at kind of out of hibernation and start playing for veterans organizations for wounded warrior project. And because of that, we put the whole live show back together and we've been doing it for the last 20 years ever since really with a heart for the men and women of the armed forces. They protect us and we salute them with every show that we play. Absolutely. So how many albums do you guys have out? Like uh, we have seven releases to date, uh, starting back in the eighties with power and glory, which was the first one to come out. Uh, then it took us a decade. And we brought, came out with still standing just to let people know we were still standing. Then right. It took almost another decade to come out with three. And then we started realizing how short time actually is. So quad, which is four came out three years later. Uh, five carat rock came, which is the fifth one came out two years later. Got your six came out one year later. Seventh heaven came out last year. We're working on sweet crystal eight at the moment. So we went from taking 10 years <laughs> down to one to two years. 
And of course, we've released singles and, and you know individual songs like that. But so seven full releases. If you if really if you go to www.sweetcrystal.com, you'll see a whole discography of who we are and hear all the. It's it's been a fun journey. We still play cuts from the very first release back in the day. We had we had released a few 45s. If people don't even, probably don't know what those are, but we we released 45s back in the 70s before we became a Christian band. So you can sometimes find them. We probably have three or four copies here. It's interesting to go back and and listen to these. We released a song about the Three Stooges because we got asked to do one for a documentary and it's just fun to go back and go, wow, look at this, <laughs> you know, but those really, you know, if you can find them, they're worth something in Europe for some reason. Last time I saw one show up over there, it was $300 and I just went, boy, I wish I had those sitting around somewhere. All right. I never really thought about it and just kind of sold them or gave them out and just went, all right, we can always make more. No, we can't. Sitting on a gold mine. Yeah. Oh, how funny. That's just funny. And one of the... And I know this sounds kind of silly, but one of the, the biggest songs that we get royalties on is from Japan, and it's a song called Warlords, which never came out except on a 45. And it actually came out on three different 45s. It was the B-side of three different 45s. We were with different management companies at the time, and they all wanted to release it as a B-side, and we went to three different studios and put it out. And it made it, it, made it to a, an album that made it that's still getting played in Japan. So like every four months, I get a check from this song. We're just going to go, what? <laughs> so that's why the guys get a kick out of it. So we should re-record it now. It probably would be a whole yeah. different thing, but it's just fun to go back and just, we were so young. You know, we played a lot faster too. It was, my voice was probably an octave higher. So it's, a, it's quite. So, so out of all the songs you guys have released, what is your favorite? You know what my my favorite to play is warriors and warriors is the song that we wrote for the armed forces radio for the men and women of the armed forces and it's really the song that we finished in order to come out and do our first show back some 19 years ago out of hybrid like i said out of hibernation and it was such a heartfelt song and it means the world to us because it's a song dedicated not only to the the warriors that go out and stand in the gap for all of us. And we're talking prayer warriors, we're talking soldiers, we're talking, you know, armed forces people, but it's also about their loved ones, their fathers, their mothers, their siblings, their spouses that stay behind while the loved ones go out to stand in the gap for the rest of us, because the sacrifice of the families that stay behind can sometimes be just as devastating as a sacrifice to those that go out. You don't have to support any war, but we have to support our warriors. And I feel it's because we stepped up for that cause that God has given us his opening doors and keeping us moving forward with no real intent to stop anytime soon. So it's it's nice because we can dedicate it to the veterans that are in the audiences. And there are usually quite a few or you can dedicate it to veterans that people know but you usually see a tear or two in the eye of someone in the audience by the time we're done with that song, because it, it means the world to us. And I think it means the world to anybody who has lost a loved one in an armed conflict. So I say warriors. And that was released on the uh, three CD and also on the got your six CD. So there's a couple of different versions that are out there, but we try to play that pretty much every time we perform live. It is, it is a really good song. It's probably one of my favorites too. Oh, how sweet. Thank you for saying that. Man. Um, 
So you said you're working on another album. Is there a timetable for that or? No, I wish it was. That's, you know what, that's the, the upside of having your own studio is that you can take all the time you want. The downside of having your own studio is you take all the time you want. <laughs> and, like if you were to go into a real studio and you were paying by the hour and you had to get stuff done, I think you can get stuff done a lot faster because it's direct bucks out of your pocket. Right. We have the ability to go in, record when we have the time. And then I have, because I have so many toys, I can go in and tweak it to my heart's delight, which sometimes gets in the way because just because you can have 128 tracks of strings doesn't mean you need 128 tracks of strings. But so that's, it's a blessing. I'm not gonna say it's a curse because it's not a curse. So the, we have to just settle down. We usually get most of the instrumentation done first and it's always waiting for that darn lead singer to get his stuff recorded. <laughs> you know, I gotta get him down here, get him in the booth and say, all right, we gotta do this. All but right. once it gets going, I find that I get a lot of things done in a hurry. Because if my voice is acting well, you know, and there are times when it doesn't, but when it's acting well, I sing as much as I possibly can. And I've discovered over the years working with producers, some really good people, that my first take is usually my best take. And a lot of times people just don't, they let you warm up and do that kind of stuff. I've learned over the time, you just hit record and go in there and start singing. And I'll usually 90% of the time use the first takes that I do because my voice is working and it's very heartfelt. You know, once you start re-recording and double tracking and punching in and punching out, you kind of lose the feeling. You right. know, you kind of lose the performance. You know, and if it's a really bad note, you can always go technology today. You can go in and fix a really bad note. I'd rather re-sing it well, but, you know, at least you have that option. So the timetable, we just won the um, the last year's Detroit Music Award for Outstanding Gospel Christian Recording for the Seventh Heaven CD. So we'd like to get eight done before the end of the year so we can submit it again. You know, not resting on any laurels. Not real sure what a laurel is, but I'm trying to about <laughs> it. Um, but if not, we will definitely get at least two singles done before the end of the year and get them out. Uh, we're very close now. We, like I said, we just need to get the singer to buckle down and get his part. Well, done. come on, Mark, get yeah, it. I'm, I'm looking for him. You know, every time I look around, he's playing somewhere. I said, get, get in the studio. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, we're hoping to get more things released just because time is short. You know, the world, not that the world needs us in particular but the world needs the word in particular right. and this is our just our way of getting it out there so hopefully we'll get it out in time because people are lost there's a lot of people just hurting out there and some of our songs are, are just about that what do you do with somebody that you know is hurting how do you help them off the last cd the song uh, I, you know when i tell you i love you and that's what we decided the first thing you could do is just let them know that you love them they may not want to hear the message they may not want to hear about christ they might have had a, a bad experience with organized religion or a church so you don't have to go after them like that but you can just tell them that you love them and that starts the conversation it's the the holy spirit's job to get in and right. do the work but it's our job to herald that good news so that's what we try to do you do you guys do it very well I, like, I'm gonna have to send you a check, man. I don't think I've had this many compliments <laughs> in one interview. Thank you. <laughs> no, no. Um, no, I was just thinking, like, the first time I saw you guys, it, it was a 
about eight years ago and you guys blew really? me away. It was, it was, um, do you remember Toby Keith's, uh, oh, yeah. that was a nice bar. Yes. Yep. I think that was one of the first times I saw you guys and you guys just blew me away and I've been a fan ever since. Well, thank you for saying that. It, that was a great place to play. They had management issues that took it down, but the sound man, uh, it's Kenny Bott. He's the guy who now runs and, and does the Emerald Theater. So the guy oh, who cool. did the sound there, who was always a big supporter of Sweet Crystal, he's the one who actually booked us in there like on, I forget, it was Easter and it was always religious things. He always brought us in to be able to do those events. And now he's doing the Emerald Th Theater. So that's the next place we'd like to get into. But that he was a, a real good supporter of Sweet Crystal, always has been. But yeah, we really liked that. It's a great stage. Sounded good in there. And it was it was amazing. Oh, well, you're right. It was about eight years ago. Ah, yeah. Nice. Had no idea, man. I thought you were just out at uh, like the Pine, uh, the Pine Hill place. I that's when I remember seeing you last year, which we're going to be at this Saturday. As a matter of fact, this uh, this What's Saturday. That, okay, yeah, uh, that's what I thought. My wife and I were trying to remember where you guys were going to be, and, and we were uh, like, he's he's got something called the uh, Mark Pilon has something called the Day of Praise this coming Saturday. What is it, the fifteenth? And yep. we're opening the show. Usually, we we close out those shows, but we have other commitments we got to do. So. Three o'clock this Saturday, if you happen to be in Clio, Michigan, look for the uh, the Pine Hill Day of Praise. It's go it goes to like 1030, I think, at night, and it's free unless there's always goodwill offerings. But uh, we start the show at three o'clock. We'd love to have people come out and get a dose of Sweet Crystal on a Saturday afternoon. We will we will probably be out there. Be great. Um, so w another thing we like to do is we like to pray for you for our guests. Is there anything specific we can be praying for you guys for? Can I ask you something very personal? Absolutely. I was just diagnosed with a, a, a very degenerative issue on one of my knees to the point where I'm walking with a cane and they've asked me to stop doing whatever it is that's causing the issue, which happens to be some of my more dynamic moves on stage have ended up causing this problem. Uh, surgery is not an option at the moment, so we're trying alternative methods of trying to get it healed. But it is extremely painful. And I play, I just go out and play. Luckily, the adrenaline during playing makes me forget about it, but I am darn near lame by the time I get off a of stage. If I didn't have my, my keyboard tech, Dennis Malloy, to help me carry my stuff, it's sad. And so I, and I hate asking people to pray for me, you know, because oh, I'm, no. I'm a real good prayer warrior for other people, but I know you just ask and i just i'm just looking for answers or a, a miraculous healing because god did it with my vocal cord so i know it it can be done but it's sometimes you know it's been going on for a couple months now and it's just like paul had a thorn in his side i guess that god said you know his grace was sufficient for him and he just soldiered through it and that's what i'm trying to do but wouldn't it be nice if somebody prayed and i went whoa imagine that right all right absolutely well, is there anything else for like the band or, you know, the direction? You know or... all, all I ask about the band is that they, you, we continue to stay safe as we travel. And that, that is something my wife and I constantly pray for before a gig is that everybody gets there safe and everybody gets home safe. Cause I know we're doing well with who we are and what we're doing. Everybody's doing well in their personal lives, but the world is a tough place and we travel quite a distance. Marty's from Lansing. Bill's from White Lakes, Dee's from Dexter, I'm from Canton. So 
there is no central location for us. Wherever we go, somebody's traveling far. So I would say just for safe journeys for the band and for the people coming to see us, you always want people to, to arrive safely and then to go home safely. So I think, I think it's for the safety of everybody traveling because traveling is pretty intense these days. Uh, I agree. All right. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Wow. Thank you. Heavenly father, Lord, I just thank you for, um, Mark and, and his ministry with sweet crystal and, and the other bands that he plays with Lord. Just, he said that Lord, you know, that he's got this issue. Just ask that you bring healing to his body that, um, you bring answers, Lord, to his doctors, the way you did with his vocal cords, Lord. I ask that you do that with his knee. Bless sweet crystal, Lord, um, and Mark and and the wives and, and, you know, everybody who travels with them. Lord, help them to get where they need to go. Help them to get there safely. Lord, we ask that when they set up to play, that your spirit moves through them and convicts the people changes people's hearts lord and if they don't know you at that time let that be a time lord that that um you use the guys to minister to those people in a real tangible way lord uh we we thank you for uh sending jesus to die on the cross lord we love you uh we thank you for our ministry as well and jason and, and scott and lord bless them with what they're doing and Lord, just uh, help us to all remain uh, in your will. Uh, guide our steps. Lord, just show us where you want us to go next. Show us what you want to do. Lord, uh, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you. That's really nice, man. It's, it's something special when the saints pray for each other. It makes a world of difference whether people realize it or not. Every prayer is answered. It may not be the... Uh, way you think is going to be answered but god answers every single prayer in his way and in his time so. absolutely so and wrapping up is there anything really you want people to know about you guys like anything special like where can they find your music i know you said the yeah it's pretty but i'll tell you what man jeremy it's it's pretty much everywhere if you'd be i'm always amazed when i like google sweet crystal the band and there's eight pages of hits it goes back a long way and <laughs> you can find us everywhere the the hub of course is sweetcrystal.com or you know facebook we've got uh, two different pages there i've got my solo but never alone page there it's it's really very easy if you want to buy music we we don't sell our music when we play live we usually give away the cds because we always say you know you really can't sell jesus we'd rather just give it to people we don't carry a lot of merch anymore because we just spend our time playing if somebody's interested in something if you really want to to buy any of our music band camp has it and you can get it from that but the best thing is come find us live and we'll hand you one they make lovely coasters if you still have a cd player a lot of people don't we've discovered now they're just more or less kind of thank you gifts <laughs> because not everybody has a cd player anymore especially I, with a new car yeah you can't play it anymore so that's kind of it. Just, you know, find your way to www.sweetcrystal.com. Join our mailing list. At least we can just stay in touch with you. If we come to your town, we'd love to, you know, perform for you and play our songs. Hopefully there's something that'll resonate with you, uh, resonate with uh, the, the Rock for Him listeners. We appreciate the support you've given us. You've always been very kind 
to the music and the message of the guys. And we really appreciate that. We, we love you guys. I mean, this, like I said, at the start of this podcast, this has been kind of a, a an exciting thing for me to get, to get to talk to you. Um, you guys have just been around forever and have impacted my life and, and my wife and my kids. And, you know, just. I appreciate you saying that God has us where he wants us. You know, Absolutely. I know there are people striving to be at the next level and to be playing filled out arenas and who wouldn't want that as a, as a creative, but as a Christian, I just say, Lord, here I am. Send me. And that's where we go. And we just keep doing it. Yep. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this podcast. Mark, I just want to remind you that if you're going to rock, rock for him. I love that. If you like what you saw today, hit the subscribe and like button down below. And don't forget to share it to all your friends. Also, leave us a comment down below. If you're going to rock, rock for him.